when you look at the Bible, it's not to be disrespectful. Mark, Matthew, Luke, and John as the Gospels were just kind of conveniently named the Gospel according to Mark, Matthew, Luke, and John. No, they weren't. They were rules. If you ask any New Testament scholar, those Gospels were written anonymously. Mark, Matthew, Luke, and John were written anonymously. We don't know who actually authored those, those Gospels. Um, no, no, we actually do. When it comes to the Quran's preservation and something like, you know, like the Bible's preservation, I wouldn't even compare the Quran to the Bible in that way. And there's a reason for that. I'll discuss that after. But I first want to focus on the Quran. The Quran was delivered to the Prophet, peace be upon him, um, from God through the angel Gabriel, as we all know, over 23 years. And every time, you know, maybe something would happen, sometimes God would reveal revelation in regards to a certain situation. So we have context to know when these verses were applied, when they were set down, so on and so forth. And this happened over 23 years. Every time revelation would come down, the Prophet, peace be upon him, would have two companions who could read and write, write the what was re revealed down on whatever they had. And they would read it back to the Prophet, peace be upon him, and make sure it's correct. Okay. And they would go and they would tell the people and, and teach the people. And um, they would memorize it as well. And then over the 23 years, they compiled the Quran. <clears throat> Pardon me. You had people like the cousin of the Prophet, Ali, radiallahu anhu, may God be pleased with them, who had basically like 91 out of 113 chapters of the Quran to himself in his own book. He memorized the whole thing, but he had it written down in his own book just, just for him. And others had other parts here and there. At the time of Abu Bakr, who is the best friend of the Prophet for his whole life, right? This is when Abu Bakr came into leadership. He, literally, I'm talking like maybe less than 10 years after the Prophet passed away, had people, uh, one, one specific companion who's very knowledgeable, um, basically make the book into one compiled book. So instead of being on different manuscripts here and there, he went to the people who memorized it, and there were very specific, very, very specific qualifications that basically it has to be memorized by two people with very strong memory and recitation yeah. and all that. Um, and they, there cannot be any uh, confliction with like basically anyone um, with that verse. And he would collect it. And then later this was done basically again in the time of Uthman. Um, and I can discuss that, but it's a little bit longer of a story. So for the sake of it, I think that clears it up. So you have- yeah, that's pretty this, tight. It's a pretty tight timeline and a pretty tight set of rules, it yeah. sounds like. Yeah. And, and what's very important for Muslims and this gets to what I do compare the Bible to, which is the hadith, the narrations of the Prophet. We have sayings of the Prophet, peace be upon him, himself from his mouth, what he said and what he did, delivered to us from his companions in what we call chains of narration. So it would literally be like Rami told Anhil, Anhil told Fayyad, Fayyad told Sunny, Sunny told his mom that, um, you know, we're, real, we're all very happy to be here today. That's what Rami said, you know, and we know that I'm a good you know, I have good memory. I'm a good transmitter. So was Anhil. So was Fayyad. All these people are trustworthy, reliable. We have names of people going back to the Prophet, peace be upon him, himself with he said this and so on and so forth. When you look at something like the Bible, obviously it's not to be disrespectful and I don't mean to offend anybody. But when you look at the Bible, Mark, Matthew, Luke and John as the Gospels um, were just kind of conveniently named the, the Gospel according to Mark, Matthew, Luke and John. No, they weren't. They were rules. They... I mean, if you ask any New Testament scholar, those Gospels were written anonymously. Like Mark, Matthew, Luke, and John were written anonymously. He, we don't know who actually authored those, those Gospels. Um, no, we actually do. Luke was a, Luke was a follower of um, Paul, and he was a doctor. 
and a scholar in his own right. And he learned everything he, he wrote from Paul. Uh, Matthew, it, the book of Matthew was very clearly um, it, written by him and it was slanted towards his, uh, his personal bend on understanding, you know, reconciling Christianity yeah. and Judaism. And so, so I'm not sure where that um, assertion comes from. Because yeah. because they were they the whole reason they are they are considered the purest and um, most uh, reliable sources of what happened is because they were written by either apostles or the apostle followers of apostles. So it was two and two, two written by apostles, two written by their 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 students, and they yeah. and they have to have very specific. Uh, the church early on set very specific rules for what, and those are the only four books in the whole Bible that met that criteria. Yeah. So I'm, I'm, I'm not trying to say that like Matthew didn't have the lean of Matthew or it didn't like, for example, like initially start with Matthew or his perspective. Um, although there are, you know, um, new Testament scholars that say that like Mark, Matthew, Luke had the same source material to begin with. Right. What I'm trying to say is that who put pen to paper, for the gospel of Matthew was not Matthew himself. So, you know, you can, no, no, I know what you're trying to say. And I'm, and yeah. I'm, and I'm, I, I where did, where's that coming from? I, and I'd like to, maybe we should look more into that more because it's not yeah. at all what I've, it's not at all what I've been taught. And, um, and I, I, I don't think it's accurate. Yeah. And I mean, there's, there's, you know, no, no problem in disagreeing. New Testament scholars disagree as well. Um, what I'm giving is one New Testament scholar or one one scholarly opinion, which is that we don't know the authors. Um, and you'll find this basically all over, you know, Christ, uh, sorry, New Testament scholarship. Um, uh, let me mention something a little more definitive. Most of the New Testament manuscripts we have actually come from, I think, the seventh century or maybe even the ninth. But it came at least 800 years or like most of the manuscripts are from at least 800 years after Jesus, peace be upon him. So for us to look at these manuscripts and try and derive an original or say that we can say these are the original um, is, is not possible, which is why New Testament scholars like Bart Ehrman um, in, his, in one of his debates with another New Testament scholar, they both agreed to this, by the way. He said that New Testament scholars stop using the word the originals. They stopped using the term because they know there's no such thing and that we're not going to find it at this pace. Because even with like, yeah, we have early second century manuscripts but they're smaller than a credit card um, and they don't have too, too much on it. Most of the manuscripts and all that come from like hundreds of years after Jesus. We don't know how many scribal errors, um, you know, occurred or how many intentional changes occurred from the time of Jesus, peace be upon him, to those manuscripts. And the reason this is so important is because even in the current Bible we have today, we will find very clear, I would say, you know, distinctions or contradictions that you can't really reconcile um, for example, James was t teaching people to uphold the law while Paul was going to the Gentiles saying, you don't have to worry about, you know, circumcising your children, all this, that you don't need to worry about the law. Just believe Jesus died for your sins. Well, you that's know? people, that's people, not Jesus. But I can address all of this because I've been reading about all of this and hearing all of these exact arguments and, um, and, and, and scholarly opinions that address them and explain them actually pretty well. And I would, I want to, we can you can keep talking now but i'm going to stick a pin in it for myself and on our next call i totally want to dig into this more because i mm -hmm. i know where to find the answers at least Absolutely. even if i don't know them by heart absolutely and mm -hmm. i can, i respect that very very much i respect that very much one of the things muslims are taught is that when you don't know and this goes you know 
more so for me, if I'm on hill being online, when we don't know something, we have to say, I don't know. And just, you know, not say anything. Yeah. Because yeah. I know there's a lot of people, Muslim and non-Muslim, that would sit here and try and make something up to sound good. And it's obviously that's not something that is commendable. But uh, you guys very much are commendable in my eyes. I appreciate you guys coming on so much. This has been such a beautiful discussion. And I, I, I really hope that we can continue this on or off stream really does not matter to me. We have to talk more because I love your perspectives and I love everything I'm learning from you. And I love that you're driving me to, you know, I'm driving myself to learn more, but you're driving me even more and hitting the gas for me. And I just love it. And I think that I want to go back to the same thing that our, what we have in common, whether or not we ever agree on, you know, uh, if Jesus was crucified, like, I don't care. It doesn't matter. I care about it, but I don't care if we agree <laughs> for clarity. Um, I, I just think that the fact that we're having these conversations and showing how much we have in common is what really matters. And I, and I think we should, I, I hope that more Christians and Muslims will sit down together and have conversations that end in, wow, you know, we're all on the same team here at the in the end. Yeah, 100%. And very, very beautifully said, Allah tells us in the Quran to come to terms and agreements and um, find similarities with the people of the book that we believe in one God alone. And I think that is definitely a very beautiful uh, place to start and end off with. Um, do either of you have any questions for us before we end the, the live stream? I mean, I have some questions that I wrote down. I didn't know if I should just sure, save bro. them. Let's do, let's do quick fire, bro. Let's do it, bro. Because I feel like I feel like Sunny didn't even get the limelight. <laughs> yeah, let's do quick fire. Well, this my mom's right. more. Um, she she knows more about you know the, the actual oh, Bible it's, it's and history good, than me, so it makes sense that yeah. she would be more you know involved. But I mean, I I don't know. I kind of have some weird questions. So like, who who it. did people pray to before BC, or what does the the Quran talk about? Muslims in Norway are now establishing a masjid and dawah center to enhance the Norwegian dawah. If you donate to this cause, you will inshallah reap the rewards of thousands of Muslims coming back to Islam and many of those who become du'at and invite to Islam. So click the link and donate now and share the video for extra rewards.